Welcome to the Phoenix Nest with your host with the most, Soul Fire Gardens, and tonight's guest, all the way from Michigan, the one and only Yeti Stash. Yo, 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 yo. How are we doing there, Modax? Can we yeah. get, uh, I see, I see Yeti down there in the, in oh, the there he is. Let's bring him in. Bring him on up. Bring him on up. Welcome back to the Phoenix Nest. Yeah, this, yo, yeah, on this, there he is. On this hot, for at least us here in Seattle, summer day of 95 degrees. Modax was just here with us. Uh, what was that last week? This week? Last, last week. Last week. Yeah, yeah. Last week. Came out here to Seattle uh, to to work on our our site that's going direct. So he came out here to work with our staff so they can kind of understand how to add, remove, change things, do things. And uh, that was a good time. We had some fun out here in in the OCL. Yeah, I had a blast, man. Thank you guys for having me, dude. <clears throat> that was actually uh, one of the best times I had in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just we did some wild shit. I mean, we went, I mean, as wild as it gets here in old West Seattle, went to hung out with old Mike, we played some, what the fuck did we do? Pool, went some to a Mariners tea. game, some golden tea, some went golden to a tea Mariners game, they crushed it. It was, uh, it was yeah, a good time. Some good and it was nice. Times. It was, it was as hot as fucking LA here, it which really is weird. Was. It really was. It's, it's actually been cooler out here since I got home. Than it was when I was really? there. Yeah. No shit. What are you guys rocking right now, heat wise? Well, so today was a little warm. It was about ninety degrees, but the past couple of days were like in the eighties. Yeah, so, it was fucking ninety five here today. Um, oh, dog, shit. dogs hate it. I mean, I got air conditioning, so it's not so bad. But like going outside, the Frenchies don't like it for sure. Oh yeah, uh, it's all that hair. But everybody else in Seattle seems to love it, so it's good. So, anyways, welcome to the the Phoenix Nest. I'm Soulfire. This is our executive producer, Modax. Um, today we have special guest Yeti Stash from Michigan. Uh, he's a hash maker. Uh, he's actually uh, a hash maker that helped me when I was going through my hash phase, <laughs> where I just wanted to make hash. I wanted to turn everything into hash. I wanted to. I did a line specifically bred for hash. So obviously part of the test, I needed to wash some of that. I needed to see if it, if we accomplished our goals in that. And uh, I was pretty new. I was a, like a noob. So between uh, Mike, who's, you know, knows hash very well, and in Yeti Stash, I was able to put together a nice um, home uh, hash lab and and create some, some awesome product. I, uh, I smoked it all myself or, or hooked the homeboys up <laughs> or hooked the homies up with it. But um, like any of that hash that you see on there that was made by um, uh, done by Soulfire, there is definitely hats off to him for helping me do that. He's, he was a direct influence in um, helping me do that. Uh, I definitely ask questions of other people too, like Neff and stuff, but I think the, the most in depth came from you, from you Yeti. So it's uh that's awesome, man. Yeah, I remember that. That was a uh, that was fun. That was uh, a pleasure to to help you out with that. And actually, one of the first times that I really put down kind of my step by step protocols. So, 
yeah, really no. helped me kind of nail things down as well and kind of yeah. see exactly what I'm doing. From like coming from like, um, you know, like a university setting, working in the lab, uh, working with like a, a laid out protocol. That one was pretty spot on. I'm not going to lie. We'll get into it though. Um, but yeah, so we got Yeti. We got Yeti stash with us here. He's going to talk hash. He's going to answer your questions about hash. Um, we're going to start from start to finish on hash. So if you don't understand hash, like, like I still don't a hundred percent. I mean, I do, but you know what I mean? I'm not a pro by any any stretch. So we're going to start from the start to the finish. Hopefully you pick up some stuff. If some of you guys are already hash experts, then maybe it'll be some, some review and maybe you'll just learn something, some about his brand. But, um, before we get started with that, I want to go through, uh, just some of the things happening with, with, uh, Soulfire right now. So as you may have heard, we're going direct. Um, that doesn't really change anything. You can still buy any of our products from, um, your favorite banks or anything like that. It just means that we have our own site where you can get the things that you like or or just another outlet for you. So, um, like I said, that's why Modex was out here. So, um, head over to that site. Check it out. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff we're going to be implementing on the site. We're, we're talking about doing a, like a blog so that you can follow along with um, testing. Like we're in testing right now with uh, the Hood Candies. So it'd be great if you guys, if I could have more of an interactive part of that. I mean, part of that's going to be done here at Discord. It is done here in Discord, um, but it'd be cool to get that implemented on the site too. We were just talking about that and just some other other stuff. Um, other Soulfire news: We are going to be starting some contests because me personally, I'm completely sick of home growers not being involved in contests where you show off your skills you're better than a a good swath of people or you're voted better because you fucking crushed it and then you're recognized for it so in that theme we're starting off some contests so the first contest that we have and you can go down in in discord and go to contests wherever Thanks to put it. Yep. Contest. You can look at the rules, right? The rules will lay it out for you, um, how it goes. And then if you, the contests start tomorrow, like a couple of them do. So, um, the Phoenix photo of the month, the way that we're going to be doing this is you post your photo of, of the month. There's rules on how to post it. There's one, one picture per, per person. Um, and then at the end of that month, you, you vote by emoji. So it's, it's like a public voting process. And whoever wins that is going to get a trophy from me. Um, that's they're dope. We were down there looking at them, working on them already. So it's like a it's a nice crystal engraved trophy. Each month you'll get a trophy, and then starting, I'm going to figure out how to do this. But either and then you'll get like a pack of seeds and and maybe something else. But I'm trying to figure out the exact price. But there's going to be be a trophy, a pack of seeds, and and probably a bunch of swag, and then starting uh, maybe January, we're going to start collecting those pictures. And then all those pictures from that photo of the month will create a calendar. So um, I could make a calendar of just me of the pictures from my garden, but how fucking cool is that? It's much cooler. if I have a calendar of what's really important, which is you guys growing the strains Um, way better. And then, yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. Right. So, you know, like 
we could put, and then you're in that year's calendar. There'll be 12 trophy winners. Um, and then maybe once we have those 12 together, we'll have some sort of contest between them. So that's the first contest. Uh, my kid also has a gif off, uh, just a fun little gif off um, contest. So starting t- tomorrow, uh, you can put in put in your best gif. They get voted on. Winner wins some seeds. Uh, and then I'm going to have uh, Modax and I are going to get together on this and work on it. it uh, it's going to be coming out soon. We're going to do a solo cup challenge here in the Soulfire Discord, and in this solo cup challenge, the way I want to do it is I want everybody to grow the same strain. So I'm thinking about making, it's not 100% confirmed yet, but I'm thinking about making uh, Bahama Berry because everybody fucking loves it so much and crushes it so hard. Um, Bahama Berry, the freebie for a week or so on the on the uh, website. So if you go to the website, you order a, a pack, a full pack, you get a Bahama Berry freebie. And then we'll start the solo cup challenge and it'll be Bahama berry that you grow in your solo cup. We'll all do it together. I'm probably going to do it with you guys just cause it looks fucking crazy. I don't know if I really got, I don't know. I'm scared to try it because it's like, who's got the fucking time to water that thing every day, all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but we're going to do this and there'll be also a trophy at the end of that. And some sort of fucking crazy prize just cause the amount of dedication it takes. Yeah. to grow a plant from start to finish in a solo cup but yeah, get, get i mean these are drip the, on point get your drip on yeah <laughs> if you got to set up a drip emitter do it however you yeah. got to but um these are like i think these are fun interactive things where uh you can win you know a trophy and be recognized for the excellence that you guys throw down because i look at the images image channel all the time all i see is you guys fucking crushing it and you know, you guys get emojis for it and this, that's tight and that's enough, but let's compete a little bit. You know what I mean? So that's, what's new with soul fire. Uh, and the brand contests. And with that said, um, you guys know I use house and garden. I fucking love house and garden. I think for me, it's the best in terms of just giving me that pop and shine and frost and crazy colors and, um, I know Jacob down at Nomads. He uses that shit and crushes it too. So uh, let's start off. The, they sent me a, like a palette of these um, starter kits, which come with everything for for you to go from veg start to flower finish in a four by four tent. And I know a lot of the people that grow Soulfire are in um, tents or just home growers like hobbyists, uh, and we like to support that. So let's go ahead and give away. We're just starting off strong. We're going to give away a house and garden kit mm-hmm. and a pack of gas nana, a pack of socks. It's not a pack of socks, just one pair of socks. Don't think you're getting six pairs of socks. You're getting one pair of socks um, right now. So let's get that started. Get a giveaway going for everybody that showed up here on this right. uh, summer summer Sunday. I like to add some bottles to this giveaway. I got a, a few bottles of hot sauce here that I'm down to uh, to send out to the winner. Some Yeti, uh, yeah. some Yeti stash hot sauce, bro. Yeah, yeah. We grow a, a pepper patch every year and have our good friend uh, Angry Baker ferment it. And uh, we do a whole medicated line, but I always have them do a few bottles non medicated. So ah, those are safe to go to the winner. I got a uh, cayenne, organic cayenne pepper, and organic habanero hot sauce fermented. Oh, habanero, man. I, so I'm going to do one or two. We'll do both of them. Okay, so 
two bottles of salsa. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. That'll go perfect with your house and garden, with your house and garden pack and your pack. You can, you can eat your salsa while you grow some fire. And that gas nana ain't no joke. So that is a good one. I'm gonna need you to send me some of that hot sauce too, bro. Yeah, I got you. No problem. Okay, so while we're getting that going, um, this is kind of how I want to run it. We're just gonna get right into it with um, Yeti Stash and. So, I mean, that's kind of the, uh, you know, our history. I met, uh, I met Yeti out in Michigan um, from a mutual friend out there when we were before COVID, when we were on the show circuit, going to high times um, cups and events out there in Michigan. And uh, he's ran a lot of my stuff. We've always just clicked. And like I said, he helped me with this, this hash thing. That's kind of where, you know, our history, but take me back to like, where did it all start? for you as far as hash hash wise when did you figure out that 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 was the direction you wanted to take your company well it's kind of something that i always uh played with basically like uh started growing just in my closet back in florida and uh damn in florida that's so you were breaking the fucking law is what you were yeah (laughs) yeah that was like in high school where i had uh one of my close friends i was getting most of my weed from at the time uh i noticed that he had something going on as well one day when i came over it took him like 15 minutes to clean everything up before he let me in and right when he let me in i could see a light just glowing from underneath his closet i'm like what do you got going on here and he kind of took me under his wing really and he actually gave me my first uh my first plants right out of his garden just some auto flowers just to watch and a t5 light to put over it but I was basically hooked from there. And uh, he kind of tied me into uh, the forum that we were on at the time, uh, THC Farmer. So uh, I've been on that one before, I believe. Yeah, it was yeah. one just like at the time had a real strong like uh, seed auction going with a lot of like good brands. Like uh, at the time, they had a lot of like OG Rascal and. Um, TGA seeds and Cali Reserve, connection. Yeah. Reserve of Pravada. Dog. And all that yeah. stuff. All the OGs. Yeah. And it was just like an auction type style. So we were bidding on these, uh, these flavors that, I mean, in Florida, it was a lot of like repetitive, uh, flavors that were available when you're just buying weed to smoke, you'd get a lot of like hazes. And at that time stuff was growing in Miami, a lot of different hazes. And right. like sometimes just like BC bud, that was no good. So that was the other thing. Once I noticed like his head stash quality was up, that was the first thing that I started noticing. And yeah, growing, uh, so growing you our went own flower. From, you went from, so you learned, you, you, you virtually saw, saw the, the closet go, glow, grow from your friend and it took over your life. Like most of us, we, we get introduced <laughs> to it and we get introduced to this, this fucking thing. And then it, it, slowly takes over as much square footage in your life as it possibly can. Um, yeah, exactly. So then where did, where did, it, where did it go yeah, from there? Was, you weren't making hash. A lot of, yeah. That was like uh, one thing he told me is like, go scoop a good book just as a reference. So I grabbed like the, the Jorge Cervantes book and I just like had that on deck. And that was like the one like post harvest section that I kept looking into is like, you can pretty much 
you know, make something out of the, the end product there. So like just looking to pretty much maximize everything I had going and also thinking ahead that, uh, the least amount of like sketchy dumpster tricks trips I had to make in Florida were was the better route to take also. So just <laughs> right. trying to utilize basically every part of the plant, I would, uh, you know, start just basically, um, I think my first setup was just a one gallon bubble bag setup and, yeah, I- uh, a KitchenAid mixer. I was using my uh, my girlfriend's KitchenAid mixer at the time. Do these not, small batches in the kitchen. I'm not gonna lie. That showing up to like you know like the dump or whatever, and you got a truck and you have like all this, all your pots and all all, all the dirt and all the shit from your from your your girl. You know, like I you know I empty all the dirt into the bag and I take it there and all the shit from like oh my god and it just reeks. You pull up the first the guys looking yeah. at you like. Like what the fuck, bro? Like, don't worry about it, man. But yeah, um, yeah, I do not miss those days. That's for sure. <laughs> so, so before we get into like technique and what you're looking for in a, in a good washer and, and all that, um, some people here may not understand the difference between when we're talking extracts. The difference between something like BHO, which is done with chemical, you know, chemical solvents, and you know, hash rosin. So let's kind of right. go through. Let's kind of go through what it is that makes the hat how how it's created. I guess the simple science behind um, how those heads are are gathered, uh, right. so that everybody everybody can be on the same page. If you're not, if I know tons of you guys, you guys already know about this, um, but for those that may not, let's 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 go for through sure. it. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, if it's made with a solvent, then you're a pretty much a solvent is being used to dissolve any kind of resin glands off of the plant material. And then that solvent then there has to be like uh, purged in order to remove any kind of residuals or as much as possible. Um, whereas if like the term solventless is being used, then you can pretty much just rule out any kind of solvent anywhere in that process. So at I, that I, see, point. I see Dragon in here with his water as a solvent. Yes, we know Dragon that water gotcha, is a solvent. Gotcha, yeah. Which, <laughs> we uh, know. I think about that all the time, honestly. And yeah. like, um, it's being, it is for sure. And I feel like more, more or less, if it's in, if it's being subjected to water for a super long time, it could dissolve products. Or like, if it was maybe boiling, like a, a high temperature, it could for sure dissolve and act as a solvent. But I feel like in this, circumstance where uh we're doing short washes and it's a cold temperature we're more or less using the water just as like a carrier for the uh resin glands or trichomes that are being separated away from the plant matter right so so a more simplified layman uh, or like a layman breakdown of it my you know is is what guys are doing is they're taking uh flour they're taking product and they are putting it into freezing cold water. They are agitating that, which then uh, detaches that, breaks away the heads and the sticks of what a trichome is to be suspended in this this freezing water. And then they drain that water through micron screens of different sizes to collect heads of different sizes. So essentially just collecting that head of the trichome and the sticks and the other shit too. But I mean, there's more to that as far as key, how your purities, 
But for those that don't understand, right. that's would you say that's the basics of it, right? For sure. Yep. And right. there are different, like I guess, categories to solvent lists, like just a simple, like collection of keef that your grinder can do. It's like still considered a solvent or solvent list, like concentrate there. Oh yeah, um, dry. I mean, dry sift was huge. Like you know, right uh, for a long time. You don't. It's kind of a lost art now. You don't see it as much. Um, I guess with the like invention of, I, I mean, I don't know with with the harvest right and all that. You know, what I mean, it kind yeah. of made it. I don't know. Like it just seems a lot easier for guys to make hash ever since the harvest right came out. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with a harvest right. It is a pharmaceutical, well, there's pharmaceutical grade and regular grade, but it, what it is is a, a freeze dryer, which is able to extract all of the water from all kinds of different things. But in this, in this uh, instance, we're talking about hash. So it removes all that water, but it keeps the form. It's not like a dehydrator, but it, it sublimates the water off. Um, they're awesome. I mean, I... I free try freeze dry all kinds of shit in there that I'm probably not supposed to, or, you know, like not like I use it for hash, but I, I also use it for yogurt sometimes <laughs> and other yeah, shit. It's a game changer. Yeah. It, it saves the terps all around, no matter what you're freeze drying. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I tried Skittles. Who said Skittles or said Skittles. I tried Skittles, bro. I couldn't get it to do, to do it right. Like where they explode. Like I have an older freeze dryer, so I don't know if my settings are just not like, it's actually one where you have to, where you can set, the um shelf temps and stuff so right. the new ones the new ones aren't like that they just they're already preset or whatever i guess so yeah my- saved, uh, they are always updating their software and that's something that i just feel like uh with mine i stick with the software i've been running just because it's been running so so good for me that i don't want to risk like any Fucking kind of up. hiccups yeah exactly yeah. Is that what the but, flash uh, drive is on the on the side of that machine? Is that can I update my software on there? Not that I yeah, want. that's what that's for, and it's also like for if you do have hiccups, you can record the data that's on the machine, and they can kind of see what was going on. If let's say you couldn't achieve vacuum or something like that, I'm not gonna lie, kind of see what the problem is. I've never had a problem with mine. I mean, I don't I don't run the shit out of mine or anything. You have a lot of problems with yours. Yeah, you should knock on something wooden. I'm about to right <laughs> they're, now. Bro. They're goofy every once in a while. Like one will ch- not achieve vacuum, and then the next time it will. So it's like I think more or less it's the vacuum pumps that you really need to uh, keep mm. updated. Like I run the oil-free vac pumps. Me too. And I got the one too. So I've heard that like they could somewhat collect water, or that you just need to run them dry. They told me now up to like every cycle, it's good to unhook the hose from it and plug it in and just let it run dry for a minute or so. Really? Maybe I should so try that's that. something I have, I'm going to look into. Yeah. I have a couple I, that I can tell are on their way out. And those, those pumps aren't cheap. Those pumps are clocking in about 1400 bucks or so. Right. So yeah. Which the oil, they do, oil. Uh, yeah. They offer like a rebuild for it kind of thing. Like that's what I'm, about to send one back to them to see what they can do with it because uh it's one that like will achieve vacuum every once in a while like 50 percent of the time where i can see on the mTOR level a good vacuum pull like will be 200 mTOR and um this one's like more in the 550 range so it's it's still working but 
it's one that I can tell isn't. It's kind of on its way out, basically. But that said, with all the pro, if you have problems um, with your harvest right, even even that, I mean, even if you have whatever issues, I haven't had some. I've heard of some people that have had them, but it's few and far between. Those machines literally change the game and almost are mandatory. I would say when making hash. Would you say? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like my hash game before that, before the freeze dryer, like if I did happen to make some good hash, the drying process is kind of where it would always kind of deteriorate and not be the end product that I was looking for. Right. So, I mean, getting that freeze dryer. Like, yeah. yeah. Literally like no oxidation is happening in that. And like, it's cutting down that dry period from like, four days to a week down to like 16 hours or 20 hours sometimes. Yeah. That's about what I get it out in, in, in 20 hours when I do it. So, so you got the freezer. There's one. Somebody just threw one down with some fat trays. It looks like some, some, uh, nice pink and purple, uh, goodness on there. Um, nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, freeze dryer is a must. What other, I mean, you want to run us through, you want to give us like a run through of how you do it without getting too technical. Uh, is there any tips or tricks that, that guys need if they're like, I, here's, here's a good question. If you were brand new to the, to the hash game, what would be the advice you would give yourself? If you could go back in time, like, Hey, this is what you should do. Like, what have you learned that fucks up, will fuck up a new guy? Somewhat just like taking it slow, like instead of going in on big batches right off the rip, sometimes I, I would say it's better to do some smaller batches and kind of like learn your, your flow and like your, your style and just working your washroom pretty much. And, uh, kind of just like collect all of the, the information and data that you're gathering from the small batches, especially if you have a lot of like the same material kind of almost like perfect for dialing in your techniques and seeing kind of what's been working well for you and like what you've been noticing from batch to batch. We got, uh, if you're, if you're watching the chat right here, we got pimp seed packs here that says had a great, uh, uh, advice. He said, don't wash everything, test and jar it first. Do you do the snow globe test when you find a pheno that you think is going to like wash? Um, so my experience with that, and I haven't done it too, too much, but the one, the one time that we really gave it a good go, my way of doing it was, uh, we had eight of eight new varieties to go off of. And I already had some meat glue in my freezer that I've been working with that I kind of already knew from previous batches where it was going to come in as far as return, which is like uh-huh. typically always in the 3% range. Right. And weighed out 20 grams of that meat glue from the freezer and then took 20 grams of each of the new varieties that we were interested in testing um, and did the same thing in each jar, like handful of ice, filled it up three quarters of the way with water, let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes to get like a soak and mm-hmm. then just shook them all like crazy for 10 minutes and then let them sit. Damn, you shook and, them for 10 minutes? Oh, you went hard. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a long time, but we just wanted to be thorough about it. I had my friend, uh, shout Mag Farms, was there helping me with it. Shaking the jars like crazy. Our hands were freezing off. <laughs> so d- did it give you a good, um, any good feedback on like washer or not? Or is it bro science? 
so kind of so like we you can visibly see if it's just like not letting go of trichomes but there were a few in those eight that looked like they were gonna do well for us and i even like took note on it like so the trichomes sink to the bottom the material floats to the top so like i held onto those jars for until the next morning really i double checked and like reassured myself because i wanted to be 100 percent on which ones we took for the fresh frozen and we decided to go with all of them just to see because they all looked like they let go of that same amount of resin some were almost looked like visibly more but then when it came to actually washing them some of them were in like the 1.8 percent return which like wasn't like not super not super hurtful like we weren't super super bummed about it but it wasn't like a three plus like i thought it was going to be so right and i I think that's that's one thing that i really learned um like when i got that protocol from you and then i ran through the whole like that's not a small fucking protocol there's a lot of shit there to do like this is it's not it's not just oh i'm gonna wash up some hash no that's exactly what it's not it's it's actually an all-day thing like if if you're not really ready to work, then making hash probably ain't for you. Like Nomads is there when he makes hash, he is there all fucking day doing it. And I'm sure yeah. other hash hash makers can say the same. Like this is a labor of love. There's a little bit of an art to it, and it takes a lot of time. And then when you come out on the other side, and you're pulling your bags out, and you got these little tiny scoops of shit, like there's absolutely nothing there. It's defeating. <laughs> like, like, oh, dude, I, I've watched some shit and like, I just like, oh, you know, I didn't even test it. Like, even with that, you know, the test with the, the snow globe test, I just was like, oh, I'm washing this shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, I get what I get. And then when I get what I get is like nothing. I'm like, fuck. Why did I do that? So, yeah. So that is kind of what, what we go for now, honestly, is we just go in on a small batch being like, 300 to 500 fresh frozen grams so like it's basically the same amount of work in the washroom what's your fresh Um, frozen number conversion to a pound because everybody's is different so what is your fresh 2000 so 2000 is your number yeah 2000 fresh frozen for one pound okay yeah because i hear it all over the place yeah yeah i've heard like 2250 yeah i've heard 2500 yeah yeah it's nobody yeah, really i think 200 2000 makes for easy math for me a lot of the times <laughs> i like right. working off that right so so yeah like yeah that was crazy okay so what, so, yeah, saying what about- i found like you do that small batch and mm-hmm. log in those numbers like you're shooting for three percent three percent over it's not much off of uh 500 grams it's only like 15 grams of rosin like kind of feels like you're not really doing much work or like it's hard to even tell if it was a good batch until you press it out but uh once you log in those numbers it's pretty repeatable once you take more of that fresh frozen and do a bigger batch with it that's what i've experienced and how many times are you so are you using a what are you using right now to wash like what's your vessel um so on bigger batches i use the osprey from low templates uh, which is a big, big washer. Like it's like a, it's a 70, 65 or 70 gallon washer, stainless steel. Oh, that's square. the nice one. Is that like the icon type thing? Um, that it's thing pretty similar. Crazy. Yeah, it's very similar. It's uh, 
square shape and it's basically low templates version whereas the icon is uh from ice extracts right so that's uh, the, a similar style washer yeah i really i really enjoy low templates that's who that's the press that i use is from them and i feel like it was i mean i know a press is i mean pretty basic and mostly quality i guess i don't know i haven't had a lot of them i but I, i've seen a lot of other ones break or fuck up um yeah my, my low templates one kicks ass i will say yeah they're good peeps too yeah, yeah I, mean, no. I can tell you like uh i bought a, ch- a cheap one when i was first getting into it uh it was a nug smasher i believe mm-hmm. and that's the amazon pressed. special right there yeah it worked but like uh it wasn't ideal i'll say that i feel much better with a better press now right Which i use a sasquatch now so so you have this osprey which is a huge ma- floor space taking machine how many pounds can you do in there at a time you said um for fresh frozen the most i've done was just under twenty thousand grams like damn 19 and change sure. which yeah it's it's a big a big batch for sure and they advertise oh, it can do quite a little bit more than that. I think they advertise twenty two hundred or twenty two thousand fresh frozen it could do. So you're pulling scoops um, out of that. That's scoops. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the material, which uh, one batch it was super boof, which that one just performs really well in the wash. And I was like two full trays off of the first wash of it. It was insane. Nice. Yeah. No. So that's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. So, so yeah, then you pull it out, goes into your harvest, right? You, you run your harvest, right? And then you get to the, I guess for me, I seem to always lose a lot of percent on my press, which was frustrating to me. Like I, I would get a good amount of hash back and then I would go to the press and I don't know if it was my style of pressing or, you know, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm a hobbyist at best. Right. So I don't know if I was just fucking it up. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, I feel like it's like almost at, up to the resin at that point. Cause like it I feel like it doesn't really take that much pressure to get like it flowing and to get, to get most of the, the oil I mean, out of it. What temps but are you typically um, temps? Usually ranging between 170 and 193, being on the top end. Okay, so, but, so you know, wow, so you go sometimes down at one 170. I think I I run around like 190, 180, 190. I noticed the biggest difference there is just like the amount of time on the the plates. So I actually I tend to prefer pressing it like the 190 temperature, just as long as it's not like buttering off the plates for me, but. If it's a nice like flow coming off the off the plates, yeah, I feel like the higher temps, like one ninety ish, just gets it off of the plates that much quicker. And uh, I feel like I notice the biggest difference when I'm kind of doing bigger, bigger presses. I want to just kind of get it off the plates as quick as possible. I feel like when I washed um, Don Mega, it would just instantly. And I don't know if it was something again. I don't know if it was something that I was doing, but when I would press it it would always press out like just bright paper white, which is awesome, but it wouldn't be like, like what you would think. It wouldn't be like super sticky. It was more like, mm, like icing. I would say it would come out like ice. It would, it would drip down really nice. You could smell it as you're pressing it. It was great. And then it would just instantly turn to like this icing consistency. Is that like, 
Common kind of almost like buttering a little bit. Yeah, just Maybe. like right off the rip. So when you when you're pressing, you're going, you're not trying to get that that butter. No, I like it when it's just like a clear, like runny type consistency, but like basically will will dry and come to like a shatter like consistency. That's just real easy to collect off of the parchment. If right, butters like I feel like. It might not be the end of the world because we're going for a nice wet buttered consistency at the end anyways, yeah. but like losing it to the parchment is, it just makes it way easier if you can just get a really nice clean collection off the parchment. Yeah. And so, so that's can, where I'll like, di- I'll tile the temps in a little bit if I see some of that going on. That's what I was going to say. So which way you, you go higher temp then if you want it to no. be less buttery? Yeah. No, I usually lower it if I see what that, that's going on. You lower it if it's buttering? Yeah. That's what I found, at least. I'll have to try that next time I, I press some Don Megan. If I feel like I'm getting that icing, I will uh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll lower those temps down. Maybe I'm just running a little hot. So, so yeah. So, you press it up. You collect this, this awesome, amazing hash. And then you cure it, I would imagine, right? Yeah, and that's like, I want to say that's the tricky part. It's all kind of tricky, <laughs> but that's like probably, the uh, like so many people have keeps me on my toes. So many people have so many different ways and different like little tips and tricks for for the best cure or how they like it. Like you know, like for real, like, it's like a a rabbit hole to go down. Really, it really is. Like you got to put the fucking lid on it. You got to do this, that, and the other. I'm just like fuck, man. So yeah. what's, what's your, what is your, if you can reveal it to, if, the, if there's some sort of secret. To yeah, it. no, for sure. Yeah. First I like to shout out diet funk is pretty much dude that, that dropped the knowledge a few years back really. Um, yeah, that was a few years back dropped the whole like jar tech knowledge that really kind of changed the game in my opinion. Um, right. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for that, but super good dude that put a lot of really good information out there. And uh, Roth and Ryan as well. Um, there was quite a few people at that time that were really kind of pushing that envelope. Um, and is that is that the style that you use then for your? I basically go for a cold cure on everything. So just naturally letting everything cure. Um, often I'll use a seed heat mat. I feel like is a gentle, gentle warmth. Mm-hmm. It's in like the eighty degree range. Um, I feel like that's like will get offered a very consistent cure. You're talking about just like the hydro farm flat mat that goes under trays or on seeds, like for stubborn seeds that don't want to pop that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of just makes for, in my opinion, a very consistent cure where, uh, jars will typically cure within 24 hours nicely. Um, and from there, like I could typically see if a jar is going to be stubborn or not, because, uh, Sometimes when you go in for a nice mix and like, I'll always kind of let everything kind of chill out before I even go in on a mix, just like give it a good whip basically. And then, um, see if it's going to like be a nice consistency that I'm going for or not. And if it isn't, then, uh, you can just basically let it chill for longer on a mat until it achieves that, that cure that you're going for. So a lot of the times it's just being patient with it and uh, 
Yeah, pretty much like different levels of cured curedness. I want to say like redness can be achieved by either increasing temperature or increasing the duration at a lower temperature. Are you talking about so that, like that nice wet layer that that forms? Yeah. So like what I found basically How long does in my it take, experience. On average, would you say if you and you leave it closed the whole time, you're on your mat, right? And you just you just leave it there. How long does it take to is all strains different or do or do some get wetter than others? Is it kind of stagnant? Yeah. I really find that every strain is different and even the same strain out of different gardens can vary based on uh the inputs and the environment and such. Um what I tend to find is that it seems like the more organic it is, the more terps will be present on the cure. Um, and even like the spectrum of the light where like I found that it seems like CMH like uh, lights that offer more of a UV and fuller spectrum tend to also offer more terps when it comes to the cure than an LED grown resin. So, but yeah, I find super interesting. So, um, that's part like that we didn't really touch on is that if you're going to go into like hash, like the, the quality of the product that you use to make the hash is super important. That's what makes yeah, it for sure. Of, yeah. I think that's what kind of makes it to me such a like awesome part or, you know, an interesting niche of the cannabis industry where you have all of this, like all these mids being grown, all this boof being shuffled out by the wreck and like the last bastion of like true craftsmanship is hash. It is hash rosin because you have to, you have to grow it very well first. Then you have to find this pheno that actually washes or is worth washing. And then that pheno better have the right fucking turps all to get to that, all to get to the end point of, you know, that little gooey goodness in the jar. That's that looks straight up wet. So for sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, I didn't mean to leave the cure question also on unanswered fully, but it seems like in my experience leaving um, a jar to cure at let's say 80 degrees, it could take like, it could end up into a viscous rosin cart consistency. If you leave it at that temp for long enough, like it might take three weeks or a month, but it will go through every stage from a crumble all the way to that distillate wetness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, if you're watching it go through that transition, you can take it off or like stop it at the right time to where the jar looks just like you want it to basically on the is it, consistency. Is that what those mats keep it at? Is, is it eight, around 80 degrees? You can uh, get a thermostat on it and like, I would say a gentle temp would be 80 degrees and like that would, that could be something that could take a very long time on a super stubborn jar. Mm-hmm. Say you have one that's like straight dry crumble crumble that you can't wait a month to smoke on kind of thing. If you increase that temp, you just speed up the, that whole process. So like what diet funk put out a few years back was melting down at roughly 220 degrees, which mm-hmm. that speeds that process up into like a two hour period, basically from Does like it, a full month kind of thing. 
Do the turps degrade when the heat is too high at all, or do they burn off? Or honestly, been something that I've always personally kind of played with, and like it scared really scared me at first. The whole thought process on it, and that's where a lot of R and D came in. Where I ordered a ton of these little one ounce jars, and I just messed around with like five to seven grams of rosin at a time, so that I can really like see different and end goals and consistencies and then also be able to taste test them all side by side and see and personally i haven't seen any if it's a really good starting material it still tastes really good even if it's in a vape cart consistency like it went through the whole process so bro that's just what i found i've had some amazing uh uh hash rosin in in fucking carts that was yeah same i definitely had some though that i was like man this like wasn't must have not been the best starting material kind of thing you know yeah i mean it really comes down to that a lot you got to start with the best the best stuff you know it starts you start at the seed all the way to the end to get that perfect thing and i think that's why you know hash is going to stick around um because i agree hard to do you know what i mean i mean yep the basics aren't hard if you have the equipment and you have a little bit of the know-how know-how you can get some some hash but all the other nuances that come along with this like better have good product better have the right strain or better have well-grown flour better have the right strain uh better not fuck up any of these little pieces along the way like like your freeze yeah. dryer or like how you press your shit or how you cure it it's just so much that goes into it um it really For takes sure growing a step farther and the cool thing is it's something that you guys can do at home it's like this isn't this tech wasn't figured out in big facilities or anything like that this is stuff that guys at home figured out you know what i mean so you can have you can make yeah. your own at home i'm sure like yeah you said, it tends to be better on that small batch honestly yeah it's a boutique. lot of love in the small batch that's right what's your favorite hash right yes. now? what you got um honestly the pkm right now out of mag farms garden is probably uh been my go-to which is uh platinum cushman's um pretty pretty decent yeah it doesn't have much cushman's going on it's very uh fruity and tropical and very platinum i enjoyed growing cushman's honestly um fucking uh the rice pheno is huge though i remember you you touched on that but you could have the right pack of seeds. You just need to wash each plant individually, really, to know which one is going to be your hitter. So, shout out to Lectino did a a run recently that he put up his uh his data log afterwards, and he washed four or five different phenos of uh, man, I can't recall. It was from Bloom Seeds, but he had some that were in the three and a half percent range, and then some that were a 0.5% return. So, Ouch. I mean, that's really like makes the difference between being viable and not right there, like total loss and being something that you're stoked about. Well, right now I feel like we we're seeing like a lot of um, companies that are finding that their flower prices are in the toilet. The, the, you know, flower market is trash. So they're trying to quickly switch into your lane. They're quickly yeah, trying, sure. you know what I mean? So I wonder what that's going to mean, um, you know, at the for hash at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know. I think 
Yeah. I mean, we like for sure. To- yeah. And those return numbers definitely reflect that. I mean, if you're struggling to get a thousand dollars for uh, a dry pound and now you find something that hashes, you know, between three and 4%, it, it makes it definitely more viable where, you know, yeah. whenever we are getting a 3%. Yeah. Whenever we breed a line, we try to include something for the hash heads. You know what I mean? I try to always uh, wash the testers that I think are going to, are going to wash um, and see how it goes. So, you know, I mean, when you, when we put a line together, we got to try to do something. We try to put something in there for everybody, whether it's flavor wise. Um, but I always try to in- include my, my hash heads in there because it's, yeah, when I'm build it, when I'm trying to design it. Yeah. It seems like, like that Bahama line has been a killer one. It's so Dude. sandy, bro. So everything yeah. is sandy. And it's just so uh, icy. So it's like, and that doesn't really mean that it's going to wash. Like just because something looks super frosty, a lot of really good washers are ugly as shit. The mega mine that For I real. kept, the mega mine that I kept, which is Don Mega with the mind flare, ugliest plant ever washed really well for me. And it had amazing flavor and beautiful color. It had everything that I would want in hash. Ugliest fucking plant on the planet. You would never select it off of like aesthetic. Like crazy. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it doesn't even look frosty. That's the crazy part about it. Like when you look at it, you're like, that thing isn't frosty. It's not even right. really it's just ugly. And then you wash oh, it yeah. and you're like, oh my God, look at these spoons I'm pulling right now. Like I was telling, I was telling the homeboy while we were watching, I was like, "Look at this, bro! Just pulling up these huge spoons off of just you know, but we didn't. Even, it wasn't even that much, and so that's when it's exciting for me, man. Yeah. When I'm yeah, washing, all smiles. Yeah, dude. When you're washing and you're just yanking out these big ass spoons, looking like ice cream, like that's fun. When you when you go to pull, when you sit there for hella. How many times are you spinning yours, anyways? I know it's in the protocol, but um. So yeah, like running uh. So yeah, on smaller batches, I typically run the twenty gallon washers, um, and I usually go with uh, six. You're talking about the, you're talking about the bubble magic one. Yep, which yeah. uh, they do need modification on them. You can't just use them straight out of the box. I mean, you can, but uh, to be very like sanitary about it, um, you definitely have to ditch the pump and the corrugated hosing. One second, one second. Your mic is your mic is turning into a robot. One second. Let's let's oh, no. give No, no, you're okay. Let's take a quick break. Modak, so I got you there? Yes, sir. Ready for Since away? we're talking Yeah, I think so. Since we're talking hash, I think it's only right that we give away some Soulfire hashers, ones that we've seen in the past people have so much success with in the hash in the hash realm. So let's go ahead and give away a pack of Lucini. I don't even think you can get these anymore. No. Uh, that's lemon peel crossed with the Don Mega. We're going to throw in a pack of socks and lanyard. I'm trying to get everybody in these socks right now. And then <laughs> let's let's do a pack of happy hour. That's Ooh. that's the strawberry. Yeah, happy hour is awesome. Strawberry crossed with the Don. And then what we were just talking about. The Mega Mind, which is uh, oh, Don Mega Cross with the Mind Flash. Right yeah, let's let's break that into three winners. Each okay. winner will get a pa- get one of these packs. We'll get uh, a, a 
set of socks and a, a lanyard. Ooh. So wait, that's wait, fire wait. right there. So so each winner is going to get a pack of Luchini, a pack of Happy Hour, and a pack. No, of no, no. Mega Mine. No, no, no. Each pa- each each one is separate. So there'll I be gotcha. a winner that get, okay. gets Luchini, a winner that gets Happy Hour, a winner that gets Mega Mine. Gotcha. And then gotcha. each each will get the socks and the lanyard. All right, gotcha. The Luchini and the Happy Hour. Those are two of my favorites right there. Yeah, dude, I don't. We never really released the Luchini as a retail pack. So those that got it. Um, Super fire. Yeah. It's so got that, that lemon. That's a special that lemon one. Peel yeah, it's a special one. It's got the lemon peel in it. Yeah, which that lemon terp is one that is super hard to find that actually washes. So that's a, the winning combo right there. Yeah, extremely hard to find. That's why we hunted that down. It's here. It, it They used to call it the one star or um, lemon peel. And it's a fucking, ugly, it's again, an ugly plant has, um, just ugly. Leaf. It's just, there's a bunch, it's, it was horrible to really grow. Um, but then when we bred with it, uh, we didn't see those problems in the, in the offspring, but we still got that gnarly lemon turp. So if you're looking for that, the things that are in that, uh, those kind of qualities, oh, yeah. in the I would say the Bahama peel, so many good ones in the test of that. Fuck, it was crazy. Um, and the Lucini are the two that you can get that uses the one star. That uses the, the lemon. Peel. Yep. How many beans per pack? There's six beans per pack. All right. Well, while that is running, uh, what's you know what's going on in the future, man? Where where are you going now? You got this. You got fire hat. I mean, it's crazy. Your guys' market over there in Michigan. That's why I love Michigan. When I was over there at the for the cups and the events, um, I have to say, probably one of the most vibrant like extract communities in the country. Straight up, Michigan. Yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of fire, a lot of really good hash makers, a lot of really uh, craft gardens that get hashed. Yeah, it's just an amazing, amazing scene as far as that goes, especially from traveling and like seeing what's out there. Um, a lot of states have a little bit of of that going on. A couple brands that prevail or do a really good job. Um, it seems like here we have a whole gang of of hash makers from all across the state that uh, just I, I love i love every get together just being able to try everybody's hard work out and shoot the shit yeah no it's awesome hey if you guys are having a hard time um entering you go to giveaways uh it's right above the phoenix nest live here in this channel you'll see giveaways go in there click the tada the tada puts you in the in the in the entry and uh it just randomly generates and gives us the winners so this is the tada boom tada right there uh yeah no michigan i i really miss coming out there for for events like it was one of my favorite states to uh visit you guys got crazy bugs it was hot as shit in the summer and super humid um but i had a lot of fun uh like the detroit I got a picture of you holding my the the flower bouquet from the Detroit. <laughs> what 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 was the name of that fucking place we were at? It was what? at the Russell Industrial Center. The Russell. The Dude, Russell. Place, I'm not gonna lie. The Russell looks scary. Like yeah, it's awesome a, though. Yeah, like it's uh, so cool. It's a cool building. Like all the windows are broken out. It's kind of you know uh, just a rough spot, but they. 
isn't there like a lot of artists or something that do shit there or glass yeah what is it, yep, is it do they still do that? yeah it looks like yeah, we're freddy, freddy krueger may hang out but yeah we had a <laughs> we had a fucking great show that was a good show i remember um maddie maddie uh won with his peanut butter breath maybe if memory serves he won a cup i don't know if mike took one home um that was just a good show. I liked Clio too. Yes. Like we had some great shows in Clio as well, but I definitely remember the Russell. We had a good time. Definitely. There. Yeah, some good glass blowers out of the Russell. Shout out to Urban Pheasant. Yeah. Bull Pusher and Adam Thomas out of that that shop up there. Do some great work. I need to get back out there eventually. Well definitely. Hopefully, hopefully we start having more um shows and events. I know you like to go to events. What's the Got any events on the uh, on the docket for hash? Like, what are the good hash events anyway? I know about like Ego Clash for sure. That's done by Third Gen, right? Third Gen. Family. Yeah, that's a super cool one, definitely. I mean, that shit's invite. invite. Only style. Yeah, I was about to say that's invite only. Yeah. Like, you don't just pull yeah, that's up. Goal right there, definitely. Yeah, so you got to get an one invite. Day. They haven't shot you an invite yet. No, maybe after this they will. <laughs> they need to, bro. Let's shot. Let yeah. let him know. Somebody holler, holler at third gen. Tell him invite this man. He wants to come compete. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, I've seen them slay it. Uh, when I lived in Cali for a year, went out to the Emerald Cup and they just like swept the freaking awards, winning all kinds of heady glass like these pipes made by Darby. And I was just like, man, they're fucking, they're awesome. One day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do they just, just like these dudes? Do they do they hold it at like a secret location the the ego clash or what? Does nobody know? I think so. At? I think it's at it might be at their farm, their spot out out okay, there in Nor- Mendocino, something like that. In NorCal, oh uh, yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely in NorCal. Yeah. Well, you got any uh, soul fire shit you're growing or, or about to wash or what do you got? Have we sent you any seeds lately? Have we t- Have you got any of the new shit? Um, like, we actually uh, we're getting ready to do a seed pop here. In the beginning of the month, so in a couple of days here. Um, putting him right on the spot. Shout out Troy. Herman Hustler is going to hook us up with an old pack of uh, the Don Lemon to hunt, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, you got so we I had mean, uh, Don Lemon would be cool, but that's, I mean, that lemon tree is not really a washer. So We found one back then that it did 3%. We had four Finos at the time. Some of them had this kind of like black licorice thing going on. But oh, there was cool. one, there was two of them that were lemon and one was greasy and didn't do it. And then there was one that actually was like real sticky and threw down like 3% in the wash. Damn, but at the time, cool. I didn't realize how like lucky I guess I was to have that. And yeah, I have a bad, bad luck with letting plants go and just popping new stuff all the time. So we're going to try to do better about that and keep a a good good stable going of all the the winners that we find from seed yeah it's one thing it's one thing i was thinking about this the other day it's like one thing for you to go out and like hunt plants and and but you're not really like a pheno hunter unless you're keeping those fucking plants i think about that my heart fucking hurts because i know sometimes guys out here are popping shit and finding amazing phenos like probably shit that'll never be found again you know what i mean it's slipping through fingers and then guys aren't keeping the cuts or getting them back out and i'm just like oh my god it kills me but i mean that's the way it goes like we have to 
I, I'm horrible at it too. I'm not even breaking your balls. I'm ho- horrible at it too. Mike is always bitching at me like, bro, you didn't keep a cut of this. Like, bro, sometimes they just die in the tray. You know what I'm saying? I'm not growing with dragon. I can't, I don't, uh, my clones aren't as good as this man's got. I know I, I can keep some, some clones alive. I'm good at cloning, but uh, sometimes I lose one. You know what I mean? Uh, so you gotta, yep. you gotta, you gotta try to try to keep the clones. I've been trying my hand at fucking, uh, to be fair, I only tried a couple times so far, but getting my tissue, cult, my home tissue culture lab up and I'm working on it. I'm working on my tech. I'll be there. Yeah. Some I found point. some of my friends that it's just their strong suit and I'm going to hand, hand those cuts off to them to keep safe. Cause I know that Which, I know how things go every once in a while, bro. That's fucked me so many times, like trying to be like tight with cuts. And that doesn't mean hit me up and ask for cuts. Cause I ain't going to give them to you. Cause I'm hella tight. With cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hella tight with cuts. I'll just be like, it could be the, the homie homie. I'd be like, mm, I don't know, but, um, or sometimes I'll give a cut to somebody and then, I'll come back to them to get it. And they'll be like, oh, bro, I don't got it anymore. What the fuck? What do you mean you don't got it anymore? This is why I don't give you no cuts. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It happens, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen. Well, hopefully maybe you'll find another lemon. I mean, um, I can talk to the office and get you you a Lucini out there and a Bahama peel so you can go through. Yeah, the Lucini was another. That was a heartbreaker for me, actually. Same, Same kind of story. Found a good one and slipped through my fingers. <laughs> well, I per- I personally think you're going to have better luck going through the Lucini than you will with the lemon grab. I think that lemon grab that you fa- found, not to like make it any worse or rub it in, but that one that you found was that was a washer was probably a rare bird. Because how greasy that shit is, at least for me. I mean, I've grown a lot of those. And all of them, to me, just had that like super greasy to the touch, like grease up your gloves, super lemon, beautiful tasty lemon smell but yeah yeah not kind of what you're looking for when it comes to washing probably tastes amazing the smoke though yeah it's pretty good pretty good (laughs) lemon 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 peel was like one of our favorites coming back from um emerald cup when mike and i went to emerald cup we lemon peel or lemon tree was super popular down there at that time and we were like running around getting all these joints from every table and smoking it all and getting super high off of fucking outdoor and weed and we're like breaking them up and looking at them like, damn, this shit is hella brown and ugly, but smoking and getting, getting fucking ripped. Yeah. Lemon peel times LSP. That ain't a bad idea. I see you. That ain't a bad idea. Don't worry. Lemon LSP might be coming into the, into the galaxy here at some point. Um, so yeah, man. So what do you, like I said, what's, What's new? If if you're waiting on your invite to Eagle Clash, what other <laughs> what other uh, uh, events are are you looking at, or which other ones are good? I don't even know of any others. Um, we've been consistently doing the Cream event, Cream uh, Swap Meet, I believe is the full full name for it. But it's basically a throwdown where it's like there's got to be twenty to like forty different hash vendors at each event. And it ended up just being a big party, basically all the good Michigan hash makers kicking it. And yeah, oh, that, my, that, my that, favorite time, honestly, just to restock the, the head stash and get a bunch of different flavors going. That's awesome. And when, when does that, is that once yearly or is that more often? I mean, you guys seem like you guys have a lot of fucking events out. Yeah. In- we like to put them down when it's summertime and we can be outside. It seems like there'll be several every month. 
And uh, it seems and like they've been doing them bi-monthly, something like that. And that's still going on out there. You guys are still having um, uh, events all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right now, everyone's going real hard with events. That's for sure. Um, The Camp Kareem is on August 27th and 28th. I might have to pull up. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, we'd love to have you out. Yeah, I might have to pull up. I didn't know you guys were still doing so many events out there. I was unaware. I might have to. For sure, yeah. Yeah, caregiver, the traditional market is definitely uh, still, still thriving. thriving. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, have you big, guys a big like following, it, big scene. Is your guys' pack price like plummeted like the rest of the country, or are you guys still because you yeah. have that that culture of like home growers, it's still thriving? Um, I'd say it's a little bit of both going on right now, where uh, the like dispensary prices are the lowest that I've ever seen in my life. And system, I feel like it would just like appear that it's not even feasible to be a gardener anymore if you're trying to do it for like profits. But uh, I really feel like there's the two like total opposite sides of the spectrum and like the people that are going into dispensaries and buying that are just ones that really kind of don't care where it's coming from and aren't concerned with like how it's being produced or who's producing it. Whereas like, I think there's still a really strong following for the craft gardener and small batch gardens that are like really branding and standing behind their work. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just like tell there is a level of, you know, love in a bag of weed that's grown by somebody that cares compared to like a big commercial facility. That's just trying to like get the best margins. I mean, the cream's gonna rise to the top, baby. Don't even, don't even worry about that. Like, yeah, there's always gonna be some guys out there that want to drink, the uh, you know Budweiser. Uh, no, no offense. Yeah. My boy, my boy Mike loves Bud Heavies. Uh, <laughs> he loves a Bud Heavy, and that, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. I'm not putting anybody down that likes to do that, but there's also gonna be those guys that want that you know, super exotic, hard to get IPA that was crafted in small batch. And so yep. maybe, maybe that's just the way that the, the thing is going to go. And I'm excited to see for sure. You know, I think we're still in the infancy of this thing. Everybody's a little discouraged right now. And I think that if you're in this for the right reasons, if you actually love it, if it's you're in it for the, for the plant, for the passion and, you're going to be here after all of this bullshit and the guys that are in it for the the money or all that, they're not going to make it because there's just not going to be any money for them. So right, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough for their little greedy ass. They're going to need to get on down the road. Yeah. So, so yeah, so let's, let's open it up. Let's, let's go to the, the question section. We can't, we don't got enough time to just grab all the questions. Oh, first, Modax, who are our winners on the Lucini, the Happy Hour, and the Mega Mine? Before so we get too we got, far, ahead. Uh, yeah. So the Mega Mine winner was uh, MVN. No, congratulations. Uh, happy Hour, get a fix. And Pack of Lucini went to No Till Hooligan. Awesome. Congrats to all those winners right there. Uh, if you're unfamiliar or you're new to the Discord, when you win something. I need you to go to tickets, open up a ticket, let us know what you won, your complete address, that's name, address, zip code, where you live, where it's at. And then somebody from my office will 
get in there. It may be Modex. It may be me, myself or one of uh, one of my office staff will get in there. They may ask you a question or two, and then they'll get you squared away with what you won. So uh, we don't come looking for you afterwards. If you won, you need to open up a ticket in Discord, please. Helps out. Um, and we'll get those right out to you. So, yeah, let's. Uh, okay, so we're going to open up the questions for hash questions. Let's keep it hash related. Um, we, like I said, we can't ask them or we can't answer them all. And if you have any other questions, Soulfire related questions, whatever, throw them in the, the questions section. I'll try to answer as many as possible before we wrap it up for this Sunday night of the Phoenix Nest. How's my friend, little Troy, doing over there? Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, been uh, actually working a lot with Troy recently, uh, really helping me get things dialed in. It seems like the more contracts and the more I'm like focusing on hashing, the harder it is for me to keep my gardens in check exactly on like the timelines and how I want everything to be operating. So Troy's really like stepped in and it's been a, a, a big helper for sure. Yeah, shout I mean- out Troy and yeah. Yeah, he's came out here to Seattle and kicked it for sure, man. You'll have to get out here with him. All right, I'm going to hit this first tech uh, first first uh, little message here, question we got. What's the best way to dry my hash on a personal scale, just an ounce or so at a time without dropping a few grand? So the man wants to dry his hash, but he wants to dry it the old school way. He doesn't want to have to go get the, the harvest right and all that just yet. Yeah, honestly, like the super proper way and like mindset about it is like cold, dark, the coldest and darkest as possible. Like you don't want to be freezing, but cold, dark and clean. If you can like have a small closet space that you could cool, like ideally if you could put a cold bot on a small area and keep an area chilled, like 40 to 50 degrees, even a window unit that's put on like the dehue mode, sometimes it will pull like get lower than the 60 degree 64 that the setting is on. Um, that's ideal. Um, and then like from there, it's like kind of essentially the opposite, like the more like heat that it's exposed to, like the worse it's going to cure out. So like basically if you could keep it in a spot that's in like the fifties and dark and, um, steved out as like fine as possible so that you're getting as much like a uh, surface area to it so that you're not running into any kind of like microbial issues on it. Um, so a good technique for that is like keeping your patty frozen and then working it through a microplane or a sieve while it's still frozen in the freezer over a piece of parchment paper so that that's catching all of your loose resin afterwards. And I want to say maybe even in the fridge, but the fridge is like a higher humidity than you want. So it's, it's not going to dry how you want it to. The fridge has the temps, but the humidity is going to be too high to let it dry proper. I think. Right. It just gets that answered the question. (laughs) That was just a rant there. It, it just, yeah, I don't think the freezer works right. I mean, it wasn't that essentially why you would get like a cold room. Like you would have like, you know, a room that was below 32 with like using yeah. a cool, cool bot and all that, those good shit so that you could keep it, um, 
cold enough and it wouldn't uh it wouldn't rot or get like mold on it and shit because i know that was a big problem with the air drying yeah that's kind of like the ideal basically for air drying without a freeze dryer is your air drying like in your cold room on baking sheets that your uh, hash is sieved on so that has that a lot of surface area and um baking sheets stacked in like a baking rack with a with like a thing of a plastic shield over it to like reduce any kind of contaminants from getting into it. I mean, it sounds so super I've had friends that, yeah, super hard. I've had friends that like kind of built that instead of having a whole cold room to work in, they just build like a little dry room for their hash pretty much at the end of it, which could be as small as like, uh, like four by four, two by four insulated with an AC on it pretty much. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, no. It takes effort, but that's a proper way to do it without a freeze dryer. And it can be done. I mean, guys were doing this for a long time. The Harvest Ride has only been on the scene for a little while, and and guys were definitely definitely doing it before. Uh, Yeah, it definitely seems like it's changed the game, though. Like, I look back in pictures of the air-dried hash I was buying, like, 2014-ish. And... uh, it just looks very oxidized and like, you know, compared to freeze dried product now, that's just like white and powder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, they definitely, definitely changed the game and opened it up for a lot more people to get in. I believe, uh, laughing bear genetics with best place to get, uh, bags, best place to get, get your, your, your screens. Rosin evolution. That's, that's what I really like. I, I really, uh, go for rosin evolution every time i've tried quite a few of them and i can't say that uh ice extracts that's what i'm using oh you're talking about wash bags i thought we were talking about press bags for wash bags the ice extracts i feel like are the only way for me to go yeah that's like use quite a few other brands yeah and uh i think they're the highest quality honestly and like the best feel where like um bolt bags for instance they might be like a slightly better like uh, margin they might cost a little bit less but like to me they feel really plasticky and really rigid and they tend to like crack a little bit more so because of that i've noticed and uh the ice extract just feel like cloth like real uh easy for me to work with and strong as well i agree i think i think those ones are the i best love ones. them yeah they're very very Plus, high quality highly recommend them. i definitely I appreciate their different micron range as well, even though it's like, it's not that noticeable. Like it seems like everybody else uses the same exact micron ranges. Like I think a 45 U for the bottom bag mm-hmm. and ice extract uses a 40 U. It makes me feel like they're like a little bit more unique in a way. Yeah. No, Went out got, of their way to source a different a, screen. I think they got some other little weird ones in there too. Cause I bought the full thing and there's a bunch of them in there. So ice extracts, yeah is the preferred bag from both of us. Uh, this is yep, a good question. This is a, this is a good question. I, I kind of have it too. Uh, what do you think about blended a blended hash bag, batch, getting two or more end products from different flowers and then blending them to form something new? I see that. I see hash guys I doing that it. a lot. You love it. I love yeah, I it. See, <laughs> I see hash guys doing that a lot. I think it's kind of a, a cool aspect of hash. Yep. I feel like it's super unique and, uh, somewhat like proprietary if you're taking notes and you know how much you put a put in of each uh 
each flavor kind of can help influence the end result one way or the other, like uh, how dominant the two flavors mix with each other. Wow. And uh, even just for like uh, streamlining batches, I feel like that was my first mindset with it was like, I had like a bunch of like a few different flavors that were just small batch. And uh, two of the three are in a very dominant profile. So I feel like already those are going to like go together pretty well. Um, so just like in efforts to help streamline instead of doing three batches, maybe doing one, like one off batch. That's just something like totally unique. You know, I'm a big fan of it. And I've had a few times where it hasn't worked out. Um, but for the most part, I'm usually really, really stoked with the end product. Nice. So the answer is yes. It's it it adds a cool element to an extra layer of creativity for the, for the hash maker to control. So I for sure I'm, I'm totally yeah. for it as well. It's amazing for the ones that just don't don't dump. Also, like this Clemendo, like the the Jack Terp in general. Every time I smell that like fruity mango Jack style mango haze style Terp. I already pre- pretty much already know that it's not going to wash, but what it does like give you, like if it's just a couple grams, it tastes so strong that I feel like it would overpower like a hundred grams of some bland, bland hash. You know what I mean? Right. So you can add, so, it's almost like adding your own flavoring to hash. Yeah. You can kind of almost make some really like cool, unique profiles where like that mango haze, let's say, we already Dude. know it doesn't wash or the lemon, but like maybe there's a flavor that's like pretty subtle, like uh like sometimes like the like wedding cakes or like cookies and cream, sometimes more of a subtle profile. Um it's a really good way to get like best of both worlds, really. A nice return that tastes amazing, like the mango. Right. Um you know, one one thing a little bit off off topic um, that we didn't touch on that happens in hash quite a bit or the growing of hash, I guess, if that's a, if that's a, the, the way to say it. But when guys pull down their plants at like super early to achieve that that white um, those white heads. Now, I've smoked some of that type of hash some of that rosin and i feel like it like zips me up real quick like boom i'm up i go up quick I'm, it's kind of zippy and then it just is gone like i'm not it doesn't have a sustaining high for me personally uh, it's flavorful it looks beautiful um but it doesn't really get me all the way there would i mean is that accurate would you say or yeah i agree with that 100 percent. yeah so there's I mean, some plants bad. that are just like so terp dominant that you could potentially take them earlier and like they're still going to taste amazing but i feel like you're like like you were saying the effects are lacking a little bit but it's like this some- conundrum because guys want super white blonde like super super white hash so if you let that plant yeah. go too far it's not going to be that same color it's going to get a little bit you know darker as those heads become more amber for right? sure Sometimes that's a a little bit of like dialing in also if it's a a clone that you're going to be running back repeatedly. um, You can sometimes take it at at different times per harvest or maybe even in the same room. 
just to mm. kind of see firsthand and see where you like to take each each cultivar. But right. for the most part, I found that um, generally, like right in between the eight and nine week note is kind of where I like to be with things where I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds. There's a pretty hash, um, but still has some good effects that kind of last with it. Not just something that you don't feel at all. Right. Yeah, no, it's got to get you stoned. That's the, uh, <laughs> that is the fucking, the, the, yeah. main, the main thing. It's got to get you. It's gotta yeah. Get you all right. What do we got here? So, for yeah, typically I look at like harvest on the eight week and then, uh, it's usually a few day process, like usually takes up to a week sometimes. So taking the plants down that, uh, are the ripest first, cause you can already tell some that like to go a little bit later, kind of let them finish up. Yeah, I think if you if you wait to uh, for most plants, if you go to the eight week, you're you're probably good on on actual potency. I think it's the guys that are pulling them down in like the forties that it's a, an issue, you know, especially right. plants not, not all the way ready. Uh, next question sure. from Oric. Any info on the hood candies testing? Yeah, we're in it. We're in it deep. Hold on, I got a pissed off Yorkie over here. Um, uh, <laughs> we're we're in it deep right now. We're uh, just starting flower on on one of our big test rooms. I know Nomads is down there testing a bunch of them. I think they're already in flower. Oh, the ones that I'm flowering right now. I am. I was just telling Mike about this. I was like, oh my god, I love the structure on some of these things. Some of the, the structure is crazy. It looks it looks uh, amazing. He's laughing at me. He's like, bro, you can't. Don't tell me that it's fire just by looking at the structure. And I was like, nah, bro, it's fire. I could see it in in the structure, but we'll see how it goes. So. The shorter ans- short answer is we're on it, we're getting through it, and I'm getting excited about at least what I'm seeing so far structurally. Um, so, and tonight's final giveaway will consist of some um, hood candies uh, crosses that have not been released, and, and the, they are the ones that I was looking at that I fell in love with uh, their structure. So I I was thinking about you guys while I was. Um, uh, pawing through the room and looking at shit. So the uh, three lucky people here tonight at the end of our show are going to leave with packs that may never come out or if they make it through testing will come out hopefully September, maybe, maybe a little bit later than that. Um, so that's it on the hood candies info for testing. Let's see. We got one for at Yeti stash for making vape carts. Do you need to decarp? decarb before filling the cart essentially but like uh when you think of decarb you think of like somewhat high temp like i like to decarb at like 250 when i'm making edibles um it's essentially the same end goal that you're going for but if you use a lower temp and give it more duration then you're going to help preserve those terps and like not risk burning anything off basically but uh, that basically is what you're going for in the end goal. Is uh, if you ever have decarbed oil for edibles, you'll notice that like it, it never like crashes or recrystallizes, and that's pretty much what you're going for with your vape cart. You don't want one that's going to be uh, like crystallizing over time on you. And to be clear, the the crystallization when they freeze up and you can't you can't sucking you out right there that's what they mean when they're talking about a crashed card correct yeah exactly so that's kind of basically essentially what's happening if the material hasn't been i hate saying decarb but like basically if it hasn't been fully 
like work to that like state, that decarb state, um, you'll have that separation over time where the crystals will form and crash out in the pen. You'll see it and the pen doesn't work anymore, basically. Splash tang, a small recommended, uh, recommend a small washer for a home tank grower can use and start getting their feet wet with hash. I see what you did there with the pun. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I recommend the, uh, the bubble magic, the bubble for magic real, work, yeah. work, works I mean, really well. They make five gallon. Yeah. They, they work amazing. Honestly, like when I was first starting the, like I always used it with trim when I was first working with fresh frozen, I was pretty afraid to throw it into a washer. Um, but after doing like a lot of side-by-side testing with the same material and comparing the end result, I was super, super happy and impressed with the washer and the consistency that it offers. I'll tell you what, what I can do is put up some pictures of my 20 gallon bubble magic and some of the modifications that we've done to it. Um, and a lot of that help came from Yeti Stash. I know I he gave me a whole list of how to um, modify that because, like he said earlier, when you get that bubble magic machine, you can't use it just the way it comes out of the box. You're going to have to do a little bit of work, go to Home Depot. It costs a couple bucks, probably under 30 bucks to make this entire change. One second. I got to grab this dog. One second. Yep. Yep, that is correct. But yeah, it's definitely essential. And there's uh there's even companies that offer like quick uh quick kits for the modifications on it as well. Um I believe Pelly Polaire is one that he offers all of the equipment necessary for the um gravity drain on the bottom of the machine. And that's the, the the most essential modification that needs to happen to it. But yeah, the benefits to working with a washer versus hand washing is basically like almost having another person in the washroom working with you at the same time. So I mean, a I, lot I get of a really good workflow with working with washer. I mean, a lot of these guys do the old paddle technique and that shit looks like, Oh my God, if you had to do that all day, like just paddle it and agitate like that. And honestly, I think me being so new, I don't know that I could actually agitate it well enough to get all the head, you know, break all the heads or get yeah. them. Yeah. And- that's definitely part of it for me as well. It's just like uh, trying to rule out any variables possible. And like, unfortunately, I feel like if I'm hand washing, I, I might be considered a variable there because like, who's to say that I'm not mixing the same or mixing exactly the same every single day. Whereas like the washer, I know that is putting the same power into it. So if everything else is in check, then it should be very consistent washes happening. Yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it. You're definitely taking a variable out because you're not gonna you're not gonna paddle the same every time, but that washer's gonna gonna get down the same um every time. Every For sure. Time. All right. Well, let's do one more giveaway before we get out of here. My dog is freaking out. She wants to go outside <laughs> and uh sun's going down here in Seattle, so uh they can get their little paws out there on the on the concrete without melting off. Um, so they, they stay in, in too much. I need to get my dog for a walk. But let's, before I go, um, let's do a final giveaway. Okay. And here's here's what's coming at you. And there's going to be, we're going to do the same thing. Three different winners, right? Okay. We're going to do one pack of, and these are all the ones that I were I looked at in 
the, in my test right now that I loved the structure on. So we got smile now, cry laters. So the Z on the end there. And that's uh, our cut of the now and laters, which can smells amazing. It's the craziest skittly smell ever. Uh, Cross with hood candies plus socks and a tent tycoon banner for nice. your tent. Yeah, those are rare. Not everybody can get those right now. So uh, that for tuning into the show, being part of the live audience, this is what it is. Like if you show up and you're here, you're in the space with us, then you get the chance to win this, this cool shit. And then we got a pack of ice cold, which is bust down crossed with hood candies plus, plus a sock and a, a banner and one pack of G ride, which is Gary Payton crossed with hood candies, nice. socks and a banner, three different winners. Um, I wish you guys all good luck on these. You guys are going to have them before anybody has them. Um, you'll be essentially growing them with me, which is cool. Well, you'll be behind me for sure, and no mids and our other test spot. But you know what I mean. So let's roll it. All right. Well, what are you going to do with the rest of your night? And let's give, you know, let's give Yeti Stash a big round of applause, man. A big thank you for coming out here and sharing game. Like it's, it's hard to get these hash guys or get anybody in different, you know, um, different niches of cannabis to share anything. And to, so to come on and kind of share what he's doing, that's big. We, I appreciate that. I appreciate it when you shared it with me, man, because it really helped me out. Uh, in oh, the yeah, show, for sure. I appreciate you having me. It's awesome to, to be able to chat hash yeah, and, and be hey, able to hang out with you guys. I love, I love it. So if these guys want to get any of your hash in Michigan, where do they go? Like, where do they pull up? Um, at the events, honestly, the events that were that we're going to be at. I usually, uh, post up on those and then, uh, otherwise just like, uh, through local reps, but for the most part at events is the best place to kind of meet and chat with us in person. You heard it. You heard it here first folks. If you're in the mitten, pull up to an event, you might find my man out there. He's, uh, he's got a, you still got the red beard or what? Uh, on occasion <laughs> I've been, uh, trimming it back, but it grows in real quick. So Probably by the end of the month, I'll have it back. <laughs> find all, find all Yeti stash at the at the uh, events and get yourself some terps. You never know; you might see yes, me there. Sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pull up to these Michigan events. I miss Michigan, honestly. It's one of those yes, that, we miss having that, you out here. That's one of the places that you know in the in our tour around the country as we were going to all the events. It was one of the places I felt like I kind of wanted to buy a, a a second house. Like you guys got all those lakes out there. I don't know. It was just a cool. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, yes, sir. Spot. We would love to have you out here. Shit. And you guys, you guys have a great community when it comes to pot. Like it's something I'm kind of jealous of because we don't have that in Seattle anymore where you guys have like a, a vibrant medical where people are, you know, still involved. Like it's just, yeah, like, definitely. It is pretty strong. And honestly, even with the uh, adult use going into effect, like it seems like it's just opened more people's eyes and like, um, it's less frowned upon in a way. Like, uh, I feel like I smell weed at a lot more places closer to home <laughs> and it a- makes me feel really happy in that home. <laughs> awesome. We got, we got winners Modax or what? We have one winner so far. Congratulations to Mr. Hayes on the pack G ride pair of socks Woo! and the banner. Mr. Oh, Fish Hayes. Farm is our next winner on the pack of ice cold. Socks Boom. And Fish arm. And we're waiting on one more to finish up. We got about a minute left. 
All right. And remember, guys, I need you to open up a ticket here in Discord, and we will make sure and get your goodies out to you because, honestly, I want to see you grow all this stuff. And I wanted to see your face burn off from this hot sauce that this man is uh, sending you. <laughs> and you can post One's super hot and one's, one's more chill. What yeah. is super? What is super hot? Is that like burn your asshole hot? Like just- uh, I like super hot sauce. So like I feel like uh, if if it's something that like borderline gives me hiccups, then then I'm Damn. stoked on it. Oh, <laughs> Have you grown any like Carolina Reapers or any of that crazy shit out there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's like the uh, the late season crop for us, really. So Dude, like, we noticed, you- like, yeah. Were you ever out there at the events when when Mike would like? fucking get guys to eat carolina reapers for a pack of seeds and shit oh bro, yeah bro i thought i, I thought I about it a couple times oh you're insane dude i seen guys straight barf i told him i was like bro you should be having these kids sign in like ndas or something because or uh uh waivers or something because they look like look like they're gonna die like one dude just ate a whole one just turned all red puked everywhere oh those are the days man um, yeah that's funny did we get that last winner? Yes, sir. So the congratulations to PN on the PN. back of Smile Now, Cry Later, Socks and Banner. Oh, my God. You're going to love it. Okay. Well, that concludes our show. Thanks for coming out. Thank you for coming out um, and participating in the show. I appreciate you guys. You'll be able to find it on um, what platforms do we got, Modax? So we're going to have this up on the Soulfire website here this upcoming week. Um, and we will also have them up on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And watch for the announcement uh, for the Soulfire freebie that's going to be and I'm, I'm the Bahama Berry freebie that's coming for the the Solo Cup Challenge. I, I hope a lot of you, you only, you build, you only get it on my website. Make sure and sl- go over there, get something, get your entry. If you already have Bahama Berry, you're you're already good to enter. That's all you have to have to enter in this thing, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to award some trophies for some some amazing groves. Um. So yeah. With that said, uh, thanks for coming on, Yeti. I appreciate you. Of course. Um, Thank you for that. having me. It's a lot of fun. It's always great. And to all my Phoenix growers yeah. out there, man, keep keep fucking crushing. And I see you guys all the time in the in the images and all the DMs you guys send me and all the love. So. Um, keep growing that soul fire and keep fucking killing it because you're the best I see out there, period. You guys are smashing it. All right. So with that said, I'm going to go take my dog for a walk. All right. Peace, guys. Later. Have a good evening.